want to taste it more. You want to hear more. You want to see more. You want to talk about it more. Your prayers are saying, God, just show me more of this (laughs) or help me see it more (laughs) because you've tasted and seen the goodness of God. And what if this goodness is better than any of us have ever preached, is better than any of us have ever dreamed? What if God is so good to you that you really don't ever have to worry about anything else again? In spite of the tribulations of this present life that we live, but you don't have to worry about it because God is with you and he says, there's tribulation in the world, but in me there's peace. And be of good cheer because that's how I've overcome this world. By filling your heart when the world is going cattywampus all around you, you're full. And that's the kingdom of God that he came to bring us. That's what the intercessor did. What if we just came home once and for all to a complete and a pure love and dropped all of our fighting against it and dropped all of our, yeah, but what about in the Old Testament it says... You know, the Jews had the Old Testament, and people like Paul would come along later and say, and and would use that to show these Jews who believed in what the law and the prophets said, and he would go back to that, and he would point out, you see what this means? This is a type of the lamb who was slain. See this prophecy? Look at what happened. This is fulfilled in him. And he used that and all that. He was never about... Let's get new Christians now and let's take them to Genesis and to the, throughout the, all the Old Testament and Leviticus and all these, and let's, let's, let's teach them all of these things. He, 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 he didn't do that. He goes to the Gentile, he goes to, to Athens, Greece, where all the philosophers are. And he goes there and he's up there on Mars Hill and they've, they've, they've heard him preaching about Jesus and the resurrection and so they gather their smart people of the city and they said, we want you to, we want you to, t- to tell them about it. So we're interested because they like that stuff. See, they weren't like a lot of people they don't, that don't, you can't talk to because they don't listen to each other. They're like, we want to hear this stuff. They love just gathering and talking about the latest philosophy, the latest spiritual thing, the latest anything. And here they hear Paul talking about something they never heard of. And they said, tell us about that. And he says, you know, when I came into your town, I saw that you guys were pretty extravagant about your, about your worship. He said, I see all these statues and all these things. He said, I even saw an altar that said to the unknown God. He said, that's the one I want to introduce you to. The one that you, you, though you worship him, you don't know him at all. So let me introduce you. He says, he's the one that made every living thing. He's the one that gave breath to us. He's the one that in him we live and move and have our very being. He's the one that, that, that spread the men out across the earth and set the borders so that men would seek him and, grow, and, and look for him. He says, because he's the God that's easy to find. See, he gave them, he didn't say, well, let's go back and if you do what the Old Testament says and do all these rules and all that stuff and that's how... It, it, He went straight to the revelation of the Father that the intercessor was bringing to us. (laughs) Straight to the goodness of the Father. Straight to the reality of the Father. And he goes on, he says, in him when we move and have our being, and he says, and our lineage. He's telling these people in Athens, Greece, these philosophers and all, he says, our lineage, it comes from him. 
In other words, he's your father. And the call is to come home. So it's not about, yeah, let's go back and do all these things. See, this goes past. This will take you past all your questions. Because we still have some. Because we, 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 we believe in the Bible. We read the word. And sometimes you'll run across a verse somewhere that it, it kind of makes you stumble and go, oh, that don't sound like a gracious God at all. And so people start quitting. Well, maybe that means God, this, that, and the other. You know what you find out with the revelation of, of the fullness of God? Is that sometimes you'll run into something that doesn't jive with how you know God. And what I have found out invariably is that at that moment, I'm looking at that verse in a way that it's, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. It's not jiving with the goodness of God. So I am misinterpreting it somehow with my mind. So a lot of times I'll just, just say, okay, God will show me that. And, some, and I can be satisfied with saying, I don't know what that is actually saying, but I do know it's not telling me that God is not as gracious as I know he is. <laughs> I do know it's not telling me that God is, that God is um, you know, legalistic or demanding of me because I know he's not. And I've got a whole lot more scripture to back me up on that than these little ones you might find somewhere here and there. And then as, you, as, as, I've, as I've gone, when, I, when clarity to those scriptures would come around, it was always God would reveal to me the context of this thing, and I would say, oh, that's what Paul was talking about. That's what Peter meant. He wasn't trying to tell us God's still mean. And they, they come clear. And you don't have to throw any scriptures out. You don't have to throw any of the Bible out. You just have to know what it's, what it's, its context and what it's saying, because in your heart is where you know God. And the scriptures will back you up on this, but it's in your heart that you know God. It's in your heart. This is where you tasted and saw that he's good, right? Huh? And sometimes when people try to say, well, you know, he, the Bible says this and this and that and the other, and maybe you can't debate very well with, maybe you don't understand that, think that too much either, but you've tasted too much. Something real has happened to you that goes beyond somebody's book learning or somebody's philosophy or somebody's theology. And that something real is what Jesus came for, was to connect us with the real and take us beyond a philosophy and a theology. I want to finish with 1 Timothy chapter 2. And we see the heart of God in this. Don't y'all love God? You know, are any of you like, were any of you like I was at a time in my life, for a time in my Christian walk? I would pray, I would beg God to help me love him more because I know I'm supposed to. <laughs> the great commandment is love God with all your heart, with all your mind and your soul. God, I want to. <laughs> Obviously, I don't because even though I'm trying to love you, I, if I loved you, I wouldn't have done that yesterday. If I loved you, I'd be praying all the time. If I loved you, I'd be on the street preaching all the time. I'd be, if I loved you, I would do this, that, and the other. Help me to love you more. Wasn't feeling it. Wanted it. I was devout. Working hard for him. But wasn't feeling the connection, and that's why I was always hungering, desiring a connection. 
in whatever form. Bring it in a revival, a visitation, a touch. Bring it in something. Bring it to me in my prayer closet. Bring me, I, I'm looking for this connection and, and if I, maybe if I would stop doing this and start doing that, that would, you know, you do all those things and I'm trying to fulfill the commandment, love the Lord God with your whole heart. After I tasted the goodness of God in a big way and it had this effect that starts taking over your life, I'm going to say it's been well over 20 years since I prayed the prayer, God, help me to love you more. How many know what I'm talking about? You can't help it now. You just, you're in love. You just love God because nobody has ever loved you this way before. Nobody has ever lavished you with such an extravagant love before. And, 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 and what do you, there's, you can't resist it. You'll fall in love with them accidentally because that love is what fulfills your heart and that's what the intercessor came for was to fill your heart with the fullness of God. Well, Rick, aren't there other things to preach besides grace and love? Not for me. I don't know. I mean, because what we're doing is we're, we're declaring our Father, the glory of our Father, the reality, the goodness, the heart, the character of our Father. First Timothy 2, 4 says, God desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. That's what a heart. He wanted you. He wanted you to know him. He desired that you would come to know. Jesus said, come, learn about me. I'm not what you thought I was going to be. I'm meek and I'm humble. And I'll give you rest for your soul. That's your real earthly heaven right there. He desires all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. All men. I have a vision for the world. I can see this spreading so easily. I can see people falling so in love with God that they start spreading, spreading a message of a good God, and it don't matter if they're thieves or if they're honest men or if they're rich or if they're poor or if they're sick or if they're well or if they're adulterers or if they're faithful. It, does, it doesn't matter who they are. It's the one same message. And I don't have a message. I don't have two separate messages, one for the thief and one for the honest person. It's the same. I don't have two separate messages, one for the one that lives morally acceptable and one for the one that lives totally the opposite. I don't have two separate messages. It's one answer for both because they both need that, needed that connection. And I have so much confidence in the gospel, just like Paul said, he said, it's the power of God unto salvation, wholeness, and deliverance. The good news, the good news, the good news, the good news. For there is one God and one mediator, one intercessor between God and man, and that's the man, Jesus Christ. When he said, no man comes to the Father but by me, he was saying, nobody else is showing you these things. I'm the one. <laughs> You're not going to get it by following this one or believing that one. If you want to know the Father, believe in, in me. Believe what I'm saying. Because I'm the one that will reveal to you 
the heart of your father like you never dreamed before. Like nobody could ever conceive, no philosopher, no theologian, no nothing could ever, ever conceive, could never, their brain is not big enough to come up with a God this good. So they put parameters around him. I'm looking around today at the goodness of God and I see no boundaries. And that gives me a lot of room to run. He gave himself a ransom for us all to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm speaking the truth in Christ, and I'm not lying. The teachers of the Gentile in faith and truth. I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Would you all stand up? I want to pray over you. Because of this, I would like people, he says, I would like people to lift up holy hands. I'd like people to worship without, without any sense of wrath. That's no yeah, but. Well, God's got to be getting fed up with this and that and the other. I don't understand everything, nor do you, but what I have found is that God does not think like a man. And God, the reason, well, God is not confused about the power of his connecting with mankind also being the answer for all of mankind and planet Earth. As for me and my house, We'll declare the good news. As for me and my house, we'll keep our eye on the goodness of our Father. As for me and my house, we'll worship without any wrath, without any doubt. All I want is not for you to quit living like that and you to stop doing that. That's not what I want. I want you to know I want you to taste what I've tasted. I want you to feel what I feel. I want you to experience what I experience because this is real. This is not another. These are not more sermons I've come up with after 40 years of preaching. These are not more ideas about God. This is what is so real that you've got nothing else virtually to give except this love with no conditions, without any demands, without any boundaries. That you take off all the masks and veils and say, Lord, how good are you? And it'll bring you at perfect peace in the middle of a dark and perverse world. And the answer for that world is the same answer as it is for me. I have a vision. And I think we're moving that direction. In fact, I totally believe we are as a body of Christ. There's a snowball effect happening. It might be slow right now. It might be gradual. It might be here a little, there a little, but it's moving that direction. That there is an unfolding, a, a progressive revelation of the goodness and the love of the Father that keeps spreading into the church world. And this treasure that we have 
hearts with all the world doing all their things to try to fulfill and try to find and try to fulfill desire and, and thinking that oh, they just want to get what they want. This group fighting against that one and just trying to get what they want. That we're carrying in this treasure, this, this vessel, and this, 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 this wonderful treasure of this connection that we have found. And that becomes all we want for mankind. Because when you've tasted and seen God this good, you've come home, haven't you? So I say to you, welcome home, church. Welcome to Daddy's house. Welcome to a, an unbounded love. Welcome to an amazing grace. Welcome to freedom, to be free, to be you, to be flawed, but to be really, really, really loved. Welcome to the kingdom of heaven, children of God, your home. <laughs> Welcome to the kingdom of heaven, your home. Welcome, your loved. Father, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, church. <laughs>